Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, hi. Hi. Hi, Doc. Hey, what's up? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me on the podcast. This is was selfish of me because this is just a free therapy session. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're welcome. Thank you. In advance, you're welcome. Okay, so you have a book. I have a book coming out. <laughs> okay, called Addicted to Drama. Yeah. Which is are so you, cool. Are you excited? Yeah, I am. I am too. We were just talking about this offline that um, I think we should just... I should just drop it off at people's houses. Yeah. Whose house in particular? Well, I can't say. <laughs> I'm just stirring the pot already. I can't say because it would, but I know. Yeah, no. I know who it would be. I know who it would be too. Mm-hmm. And we can go to their house. Right I could also, this. my mom lives with me. I should just like put it in front of her bedroom door. <laughs> <laughs> would you want to sign copy for that or not? <laughs> yeah, here's a signed copy, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> It, it is truly the passive aggressive gift book of the year. I mean, <laughs> no. let's let's just be real. You know what you need to do? Tell me. All these little hoes want everyone to go viral on TikTok. That's your viral TikTok thing. Is like getting someone who's really famous to like drop, make it funny to drop the book off at people's houses. I I know the perfect person, but yeah. I don't actually know them. You can. I'm sure we could get a publicist on it. Yeah. Who are <laughs> Who are the hoes that you're talking about? You know, all these Instagram, it's like every, everyone's like, we're not viral on TikTok. We're not. We're not. We don't viral, exist. We don't exist. Yeah. I know. Welcome to Which Addiction will be to my Drama. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I if I'm not important? Yeah. I mean, this, this is the, like the seedlings of an addiction to drama. Oh God. Oh God. I'm so addicted to my phone too. Oh. Do you probably talk about that a lot in your. Not as much. Not mm. as much about like phone addiction, but what happens when you what, what you're scrolling through. I talk about Mm-mm-mm. so less about your particular phone. Yeah, <laughs> the actual <laughs> phone, and actually the content that you're scrolling through on that phone. How did you get into this work? Well, I come from a long lineage of drama addicts. Cool. Okay. And so Same. it was. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And so it was. It was. Um, it was part of like my upbringing. It was part of the ecosystem, mm-hmm. and I thrived in it. I was in the arts for a long time too, mm-hmm. so it was like the perfect career to like deposit the the excess flair mm-hmm. into and and get rewarded. Yeah, for yeah, it. yeah, totally. And that didn't actually work in my relationships or any other aspect of my life. So like, went to rehearsals, had all this creative excess emotional energy. And then, you know, that that didn't transfer over into successful relationships mm. with anyone. Yeah. And I think it was by, you know, my mid-late 20s when I was going through an epic breakup. And I 
was really ill too, like just crashed. My whole nervous system was funky. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that every time I called my ex and and that was a toxic situation Mm -hmm. that I would feel better. Oh God. It was like all of a sudden I felt like a a shot of adrenaline and I would feel more alive or I would go get into a fight with my parents who were literally helping me out at the time because I was just, I mean, I really was bed rests some of the days. Wow. And I would get into fights with them and I would just feel better. I mean, better is relative, but like I would feel more alive. I would feel like my old self again. Mm. And it just occurred to me, I was like, this is funky. Mm -hmm. Like something doesn't smell right about this. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to, do you know who Pema Chodron is? No. Good. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Good or something I should know and don't. It's embarrassing either way. (laughs) No, 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 not embarrassing. Like, anyways, she wrote this book, When Things Fall Apart, which was like the story of my life at that point. Mm -hmm. And... I was listening to some of the other stuff and she talked about like the hook, the thing that like keeps you, you keep mm. reaching out and pulling yourself back into suffering. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. You were like, that's me. That's me. Like mm-hmm. I keep finding things that are causing my own like suffering, my own pain. And, and prior to that, I think I just blamed everyone and everything else for that pain, for that lack of ease in my life. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a real turning point of going, oh, shit, I ke- I'm, I'm the cause or a significant cause of my own suffering. Mm-hmm. And I think I am might want to change drama? it. Am I the drama? Am I the drama? And am I the problem? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and the answer is yes. Yes. Absolutely. How did that manifest when you were a child? Yeah, I asked my sister this the other day, and she was like, you know, you weren't that dramatic as a kid. It's, it's more like when you, you really grew into it. Yeah. But I think I had a, I was an you know, a child actor. Like I had a lot of places to deposit that energy, but like I would go from zero to a hundred really quick. This probably manifests in like ADD. ADHD. Yeah, ADHD, yeah. Which I, I was on tons of meds. For oh my that. god, I loved my Adderall. You did. Mm-hmm. How'd you take it? But I had a time release. Well, I'll tell you the legal ways that the I legal took ways it. To take um, it. I had a time release. Uh-huh. I popped that first thing in the morning yeah. with a really big breakfast yeah. because it was really hard to eat food the rest yeah. of the day. And then I had my little blue 10 milligrams, which I was in. Mm. And it made me dead inside. Made 100%. Mm-hmm. I remember saying to my parents, I can't keep taking this. I was in you know, ninth grade or eighth grade. And I was like, it's making me not me. Yeah, you completely disassociate. Yeah. A hundred percent. But they were like, it's making you a better you and you just don't know it yet. And, uh, I know my parents. I know. And then I was parents. like, hated them for that. But then they didn't know any better. They didn't know any the doctor better. was telling them. Yeah. And my grades were good. And that yeah. was, you know, a part, like the marker of if you're functioning as a child, right? Yeah. And then later in life, we get a podcast or a book and we get to talk <laughs> about the shit that they did. And it's all equal. It all evens out in the end. Oh, my God. So funny. <laughs> when they, they read my book and they're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> so what are ways, like even the work that you do, what are ways, I mean, yeah. obviously this is stems from trauma. Yeah, it, it absolutely stems from trauma. And, and that's, you know, one of the things people f- are most surprised about, because we all know someone addicted to drama. Mm-hmm. We all do. Mm-hmm. And yet there, when I was going through my own like discovery process, there was no research. There was no like studies. There were no books about mm. like... And there was no empathy. Yeah. So I was. I also felt a lot of shame. 
Yeah, of course, of course, of course. So yeah. I'm like, oh, wait. Well, you just categorize yeah. those people as those types of people. Yeah. I mean, it's derogatory names like drama queen mm-hmm. and and overly sensitive and however else we describe them because often, you know. I'm just like hearing a family dinner in my head and everyone's like, you're so dramatic. <laughs> you're so sensitive. <laughs> Why do you always have to say it like that? Yeah. Or can't you just calm down? Oh, my God. Yeah. Or uh, do you ever say like, oh. That's the story of my life. Mm-hmm. That's that's like a, a key word in like the drama language, the yeah, drama absolutely. vernacular. I mean, I, when I was young, I mean, now I'm a more mature adult self with a child. But yeah, yeah my 20s, it was like, I remember having moments where I thought to myself, I'm getting into, I mean, I'm, there's constantly chaos happening. It yeah. has to be me. <laughs> like, Really? Yeah, I was really, I've always been super self-aware. Wow. I was like, it has to be me because there's no way that everybody else is constantly has this much drama going on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, how could it possibly be following you around? Mm, but yeah. that's the thing with a, like, you know, any addiction is like we find and justify all the ways that it isn't us mm-hmm. because it's our deep survival mechanism. Yeah. And you get rid of a survival mechanism and it feels like you're getting that much closer to death. Mm. Oh, yes. And so well, like, mm-hmm. why would you not avoid at all cost death? Mm-hmm. So you maintain this, the, the strategy, you maintain the addiction, you maintain whatever it takes to make sure there's no like cognitive dissonance between what you're doing and what you believe you're doing. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. What are the practices for this? The practices of like maintaining an, your addiction? No, or no, I mean, no. To like try to like untangle that like trauma. Oh, well. I mean, I, most people can't afford copious amounts of therapy, right? Yeah. First buying your book will be step number one. Yes. <laughs> or having someone buy it for you as yeah. a gift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Leaving so it on your doorstep. Because you have so many cool things on your, like your Instagram has so many cool tricks. Oh, thank you. Like, you did one like about the like neck your release. The ne- Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean, when I when I was in school and discovered that the tension level of our neck impacts the tension level of the rest of our body. And so like the neck is like a access well, point constantly. into releasing. You're talking about it. I'm like, I got to cross oh my, my neck. God. And my jaw like. Oh, yeah. Another you, like, main click. point. Mm-hmm. So like that's a great. So like like our jaws are such a point of tension, right? Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is that our jaws tense up as part of a stress response. Mm. And part of why they do that is it helps, it dislocates the jaw just a little bit to compress the nerves, to desensitize the nerves. So it makes us more numb in our face so that if we were get, to get into a fight, we're less sensitive and we can keep Stop. going. It's an adaptive response, right? Wow. That's, that's why we have tension in our whole body. And if we don't actualize a stress response, that tension just stays there. Wow. And it becomes the pattern of kind of who we are and how we are in the world. Mm-hmm. And so that's Whoa. that's a full body situation, but the jaws is a you know a key point in, in stress reactions. And you know, imagine now that you're carrying around, as many of us can imagine, like a full body tension, mm-hmm. which is really unprocessed <laughs> stress, which is unmobilized, unprocessed emotions and stress. And then that becomes your baseline. That tension level becomes your Jesus. baseline of how you're walking through the world. And you don't even know it. I'm just seeing my crooked husband, how he like walks because he's car- he carries so he has no practices. Really? No, he's like, he doesn't. We're trying to work on it because okay. I'm like, okay. you're a grown up. And 
you know you can't force people now you need like yeah. you know there's this we have like big responsibilities because we're like adults with real jobs and a kid that and, adulting thing is real yeah Ugh. and he's just always yeah. a little like this yeah you know because yeah. it's just yeah I mean our, we don't even think about how our posture is a manifestation of our of our stress or our traumas mm-hmm. but it actually is it's like a symbol for it I have a question for you yeah what's your question like, I'm sure the trauma that I had, like, my dad had CTE. Okay. So he was explosive. Yeah. And my mom, my poor mom, like, you know, they were, like, so in love and he was yeah. so loving, but there were two sides to him. Yeah. And you would see him just, his eyes just go blank. Oh, and we wow. were like, shit, we're in it for for the night, you know? Because yeah. he was just yeah. on another planet yeah. and would be really mean. Yeah. And my mom's going to be like, you got to take us out of the podcast. But, like, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> mom. I, got, I got this, mom. Yeah. Because it's important to talk about because yeah, she it was and and it was a relief for her when he passed away and we sent yeah. his brain away and got that answer oh. because she was like, I knew that that wasn't him. I yeah. knew he couldn't help it. Yeah. You know, the poor woman was like he I would see him just go. Yeah. But I at a young age was very aware that I live outside of, you know, navigating that, which was very hard as a child because I unpredictable environments are a major form of trauma. Yeah, I haven't even really, I mean, it was, there were nights that were bad, you know, and he'd yell at her and then I was really little and I would break it up or I would pretend that I was sleeping and then be like, what's that noise? You woke me up. But like, I wasn't sleeping. I was listening to the whole thing and hopefully that would get him off of her for a while until he would get too tired and fall asleep. And then the next day he'd act like nothing happened. Yeah. And we would be like, what? Like, there were a lot happened and you said a lot of really mean things and he was just like morning and like. Okay, love you guys. Like, and we were just like, what? Like, he didn't remember anything, and we didn't want to bring it up, so we just kept it moving. Oh. But I always knew that I had a really privileged, beautiful life. That he worked really hard to send me to private school mm. to provide a beautiful home for us. Like, mm. so I was like, it's fine. Like, mm. I loved him. I was obsessed with him. I forgave him for it at a young age. I knew that he couldn't help it. So, but that's still sitting inside of me somewhere. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I've not been dealt with it because I was like, it's a, like other people have real trauma, you know, like other people have like actual big things that have happened to them. Yeah. Well, this isn't the trauma Olympics, love. (laughs) Yeah. Compared to despair. Yeah. You know, because here's the reality is regardless of what the event looks like on the outside, Mm -hmm. how big or how small, it doesn't matter. It's about how it impacts the inter in your body. Mm. And trauma lives in the subconscious. Mm-hmm. So it, in what we call like the primal implicit. Okay. So it's the part of like your memory system that doesn't track like a storyline. It just tracks essentially sensation experience. And it's called the implicit. Okay. And how that works, it's the same part of your memory system, your brain, that helps you. It's like you don't think about riding a bike, right? You just no. ride the bike. Yeah. That's the same part of the memory system as where trauma is stored. Oh, and it great. becomes so a pattern. Just, it just yeah. lives inside of It me. just lives inside you, and yeah. it's like a pattern, and, and your behaviors that come from it mm-hmm. emerge as behavioral patterns, mm-hmm. your compensation, your adaptive strategies. And it lives inside of you. You can't talk your way out of that trauma. Mm-hmm. Because it lives in the body where it's where you can only access it through the primal language of the body, through sensation, through emotion, through feelings, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so 
we can sort of lift above that and be like, oh, that never affected me because it wasn't this catastrophic event. But it's ingrained in how I function. But it's ingrained in how you function. Yeah, and which it, explains my, the behavior of my 20s. Yeah, and it's not just your behavior, which is the challenge. Like, you, you know, we can't just modify the behavior because that's ignoring what's underneath the hood, mm-hmm. which is the trauma itself, mm-hmm. which is like a big ball of unprocessed energy. Yeah, so even outside of like going to therapy and yeah. talking about it or whatever, mm-hmm. you're like, there are physical things yeah. that need to happen here too, right? Yeah, we have to release it through the body. Yeah. And that we don't have to remember from the past what happened to release how it's present in our body now. So crazy. Yeah, because it's still operating as though like that memory system called the implicit doesn't exist as like linear time as we know it. So the past is still operating as though it was the mm, present. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whoa, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting still dragged down by the past because there's a part of us that doesn't know that trauma isn't still happening. That's so crazy. Isn't it? It's weird that any of us are able to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> how are we leaving our home? How, uh, how, how are we are getting we, dressed? How are we doing this podcast? <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah, because we're resilient. Uh, yeah. Because we can still, it's not like you have trauma and then that's it. Yeah. It's like that, if we think about like your bank of capacity is $100 in your savings account, mm-hmm. trauma might, you know, take up $30 from Got that it, account, okay. but you still have the rest. Mm-hmm. It's just when more traumas load on and more stressors load on. This is why people on. get triggered by things. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. You, like a trigger, we, pr- and like we think it's our, tr- like we think it's the truth. But a trigger is really just our truth. Yeah, that's your thing. It's just our truth, mm-hmm. but it's not the universal truth of what's actually happening in reality. I think people re- forget reality. that all the time. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we color in reality from our truth as mm-hmm. though it was the truth. That's why when two people tell the same story, they're so different. Yeah. Because it's like, that's your whole life was a yeah. million experiences leading up to that moment that were yeah. completely different than the other person. Yeah. I mean, so you have this water bottle. It's What color is this? Green. I think it's green too, but the way we each see green right now is different. Mm. The the actual hue itself of the green, we're not seeing the same green. Cool. We have everyone has their own reality based mm-hmm. on their the way that they perceive the world. Mm-hmm. And so, like best case scenario, there's a Venn diagram where we overlap. Okay. And worst case scenario, yeah. we don't overlap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, and that's and an addiction to drama. That's often the case mm. is like there's not a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram of realities. Oh, got it. And so you'll often be like, you know, if you're around someone addicted to drama, you'll often be like, whoa, this is what like just narcissistic happened? personality disorder. It's, it's different. Ish, right? It, I mean, I mean it like, seems like it's like. Well, they're stuck inside themselves. Yeah. Because they can't, it, intimacy is too dangerous. Mm. So, of course, they're locked in the prison of themselves. And we might call that narcissism, but it's really. Like, it's too scary to find this sort of bi-directional connection, mm. what we call relationship. Mm-hmm. Which is the one thing that makes us all the happiest anyway, which is kind of sad, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it literally is a pain reliever. Mm. A sense of belonging, a sense of connection stimulates in the brain not only oxytocin, but also endorphins mm-hmm. to relieve pain. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And so when we're stuck in ourselves, like what we you might call narcissism, but when we're imprisoned in ourselves because intimacy feels dangerous, mm-hmm. we're not getting that pain relief. Mm. We're not getting that sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's sad. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I mean, we're getting texts and emails from coworkers and bosses and our partners and our friends who oftentimes need help with their crises while you're going through your own. We are getting inundated with images and news and headlines and traffic and it's all just a little crazy, especially for people perhaps like you who spend a lot of your time giving and it could leave us feeling stretched thin and super burned out. And that's why therapy is so great because it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. So you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. I was feeling extremely burned out a couple months ago. I wasn't really talking about it, but it was really at a point where I was like, just felt like I couldn't catch my breath. And with the help of a therapist initiated boundaries, one of them being, I no longer attend like events or things at all during the week. And that has changed the last month of my life because I was never wanting to say no to anybody. And now I do. And I feel great. And you can do the same. If you get a great therapist, you can find more balance. And I want you to get more balance with better help. If you visit better help, dot com slash Pia, you can get 10% off your first month, which is great if you're thinking of starting therapy. I really want you to give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. So go to betterhelp.com slash Pia and get that 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Pia. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, please know that you are not alone and Nutrafol is here to help deliver results. I've been talking to you angels about Nutrafol now for almost exactly two years because that's when I started taking it religiously and consistently every day. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for women and it's clinically proven to improve your hair growth, give you visible thickness and give you visible scalp coverage. From postpartum to menopause, no matter what the root cause, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to help support women. Each is physician formulated using natural drug three medical grade ingredients so you get the most reliable results. If you go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair wellness quiz, you can identify the causes of your thinning hair and they'll give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, the environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Take the first step to get visibly thicker, healthier hair. If you have ever seen what my hair looks like, let me tell you something. I used to walk around with one hundredth of that. My whole ponytail was four hairs. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code BEST. Find out why over 3,500 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, that is N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BEST. That's Nutrafol.com slash BEST. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What are some things people can do? Oh, wait. Well, Hold yeah. on before that. Can you talk about, I listened to one of your podcasts where you talked about what our real first language is. Yeah. And our, it made me like, that yeah. made me want to cry because I thought about like my daughter and like, it's so cool. Can you, can you talk <laughs> about that? So going back to the implicit. Yeah. Our first primal language is sensation and movement and breath. Mm-hmm. Way before we speak German or Spanish or English or whatever, what I call the secondary language. Okay. We all have a universal shared language, which is breath, movement, sensation. That is, so is that why breath work is so powerful? So powerful because it brings us back to the primal. I'm too scared to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do it right now? Oh my God, can you imagine? I just cry in the fetal <laughs> position this whole pod. I got you. We should live you. stream this. <laughs> I mean, people would turn into that, tune into that. They I mean, my drama. doctor does it. My like doctor is all about making sure he like he won't work on anybody unless they're happy people who are doing other therapies because wow. he's like the stress. He's like, I, yeah. there's nothing I more I could do for you if you're continuing to be stressed all the time. Sure. Like you have to try to alleviate that in some way. And he wow. started doing breath work, and he was like, I, I sobbed the first time I did it. He was mm. like, it was such a relief. It's intense. What are other things people can do if that's our first language? Movement, you Movement. said? Movement. Like, yeah. it's not just like going to the club and dancing. Like, that's fun. And it yeah. does, it Head. has the potential to really finish the stress response. Mm-hmm. Because when I was talking about before, like, we hold that tension of incomplete stress responses. Mm-hmm. So we get that fight response. We get that huge cascade of adrenaline and cortisol. And if we don't actualize our feelings and our needs in a functional way, it doesn't get to metabolize. The wave of stress Mm. never gets to complete itself. Mm. And that's where disease comes from. Got it. We often think, oh, stress is this big, bad thing in the closet. Or the closet. (laughs) In the closet. (laughs) Out of the closet, in the closet. Who knows? Stress is this big, bad monster under our bed or whatever. But it's not. Stress, if we didn't have stress we wouldn't be alive. Yeah, okay. If we didn't have a capacity for a stress response, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be alive because that's actually our adaptational system. Yeah, of course. And it's it's the- Fight or flight, getting chased by the lion, survival, yeah. yeah. All of that. And it's just the energy. So stress is the way that energy rises in our body mm-hmm. to respond to a stimulus. Okay. It's a little unexciting, but that's mm-hmm. actually what stress is. Okay. And it's it's the interruption of that that creates disease. Mm. It creates massive inflammation in the body mm-hmm. when we, because remember that tension I was talking about, we're holding in our jaw, we're holding, it's literally locking in your fluids. Yeah. And that locking of your fluids creates a stagnancy around your cells. And the cells in their metabolic waste or their poop <laughs> yeah. builds up and it becomes toxic. Yeah. And then you feel chronic pain. Got it. And. And so it's like, manifested itself in me with PCOS, yeah. which I was yeah. explaining to my mother yesterday because mm. I was like, my body's using progesterone to make cortisol. If I constantly yeah. have these crazy cortisol spikes, yeah. no wonder I'm estrogen dominant. Yeah. And then my hor- and then, you know, then it, yeah. in PCOS and fertility, yeah. all these things. I was like, we are designed to really work perfectly. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> because we're not operating that way and you can really feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And shit gets in the way, mm-hmm. and it has this full cascade. Mm-hmm. It, because 
it's not just like how we're adapting to like you you come in and you're yelling at me and I adapt. It's a full physiological ad- adaptation. Mm. Every 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 peptide, every cell is involved in this process. 90% of your cells have receptors for glucocoid stress hormones. Oh, wow. Stress is so primal and fundamental to your well-being. Wow. The stress process is so fundamental to your well-being that 90% of your cells have receptors for it. That's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. You have a test in front of you. I do. Or a quiz. Do you want to take it? Yeah. All right, let's Explain do this. Explain it. Yeah. So <laughs> Before. <laughs> so this is a quiz that's... Um, this is me being so vulnerable. Oh. I'm down. Do you need a hug first? No, I'll be fine. A I high love five? It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I like thrive in vulnerability. So do the people who troll me for it. So let's oh, go. I used to thrive in stress. <laughs> <laughs> I shifted. Shift. I rebranded in my 30s. <laughs> good call. Good call. <laughs> so this is a quiz that, oh, I have to find the rest of it. Hold on just a second. This is a quiz for am I addicted to drama? Okay. You just had the whole quiz out. I, I know. And then I took the wrong sheet because I have two quizzes. One is, do I know someone addicted to drama? Yeah, that's and, a hard yes. And this one is, am I addicted to drama? And this is an, an adaptation from the quizzes in my book. Okay. Because it's hard to tell. Like, mm-hmm. unless someone tells you, hey, you're addicted to drama, you know, most people won't be aware of it. It also sounds like mm. a funny thing to say to someone that's not that deep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're so dramatic because that's how we speak to each yeah, other. It's used as like a derogatory kind of sly statement. Yeah. But it's actually like, hey, babes. But by the way, there's like merchandise that says like, I love drama and like drama queen. Those are like, cu- you know, people have those coffee cups. And I shit. own all of them. <laughs> I own all of them. I have them trademarked. And it's true. It's like, did you ever watch Jerry Springer? Are you old enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was always on. Oh, we loved it. Mm-hmm. We, you know, as a culture or, you know, there are many cultures, but especially the culture that we're living in. Mm-hmm. We love other drama as long as we're not involved in it. In yeah. quotation marks. We love the gossip. We love the tease, you know, like, but as soon as like it's a, it's at, at us, we want nothing to do with it. I was talking about this with a friend yesterday Yeah. because I, I was like, no matter how big these things are, are mm-hmm. it's human nature i was like so we were talking about somebody who ha- is having something on a larger scale and i was actually yeah. really impressed with both of us because we approached it as two adults we like heard something that happened about someone we both immediately went into a very empathetic state wow. we both agreed that we shouldn't be talking about certain aspects of it because we wouldn't want anybody else to talk about us in that way Beautiful. and i was like go us because wow. this was like my bestie from eighth grade who i'm like Call me, I have gossip. You know, like very, and we both got really mature about it. And I said, you know what? Even if this wasn't a public figure, Mm -hmm. or we were like, why are people like this? And I was like, this is how people are. Because I remember even just in my elementary school, the moms on the parking lot talking about shit or little, it's no matter how small the, I'm sure. You know, hundreds of years ago, before we had access to any of the ways that we communicate now, there was drama in little villages or calling Mm -hmm. this person. I mean, we saw it happen with like Jesus. You know, I mean, like literally. You saw it? (laughs) I was there. Wow. I've had a lot of work done. You look great. Thank you. (laughs) It's just our human nature. You're right to be just like these, yeah. Drama. We love to watch it happen. We love to watch it happen. I mean, like. These are all drama devices. I love the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Teresa is really 
fulfills a lot for me with her behavior. <laughs> Teresa, call us. Teresa, Judice, please. <laughs> I'm dying to get any of them on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of wild. I mean, I I really went on a drama cleanse years ago. So, like, what did that include? It's no social media. No, oh girl. Wow. Wow. I know. I know. No news. No news. We newspapers. did a no news cleanse. Yeah. How did it feel? Feels really nice. Sometimes we don't know what's going on. Yeah. But because my mom started, get, I saw my mom getting addicted to it. Yeah. And then she started being like, especially when Trump was, she was like, and now he's doing this and this. And I was like, we just need to turn all this off. Isn't it amazing? Like I, I saw this with my mom too. It's like all of a sudden the, the, the people on the news or the stories about these people were actually as though it was their best friends. I said that to her. And I said, <laughs> I'm actually starting to get concerned because yeah. I feel like these newscasters know that cute little moms. Yeah or grandmas are at home or and they're going to listen to any yeah. fucking thing yeah. that you say. Cause I hear, I'll hear her on the phone and be like, yeah. well, they said that I go, mom, none of this is going to happen. You're spewing what you heard on the news. As though it was absolute I'm truth. Like, Get and, out yeah. of here yeah. with this stuff. It's too much. And so now we don't look at the news anymore. Yeah. So a little interesting bit of information, the more someone watches the news and sees violent, like violent they're sharing, you know, on the news about violent episodes or whatever. The more the person who's watching believes those violent episodes will happen to them. Oh my God! So we have a physiological Gross. response, and you know, but that makes sense. Yeah, because sometimes my TikTok algorithm will only give me like drama. Well, no, it's really <laughs> sad, but like children who have cancer oh, or shit. like a mother who has cancer okay. and like they post like her last moments or what she said. It makes me mm. sick to my stomach to even like, it's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah, because I just, it's not like porn for me because I'm a mother now. And yeah. so I get very like, we need to live every day to our fullest and we need yeah. to not get caught up in this and we need to be thankful and yeah. live with gratitude and leave with gratitude and da, da, da. Yeah. And then I started having really severe anxiety the last like six months that like, I have cancer. There's yeah. something bad that's going to happen to me. Yeah. Like we're going to get like it started really consuming me. Yeah, there is no neutral experience. We can't scroll through oh, TikTok. Well. We can't scroll through Instagram. We can't watch the news and have a neutral, non-responsive process. Wow, that is a very impactful thing that you just said. Do you want me to say it again? No, I'm going to. I'm going to like make it the <laughs> title of this fucking. I'm going to. That's going to be on a post-it note on my computer. Should we get? Should we get t-shirts? <laughs> yeah, a lot of merch. To be, a lot of to merch. Be, because that's really incredible. Yeah, and it just so makes we, it, it puts responsibility. It makes me feel like I'm very much now. I have a lot a bigger responsibility to myself. You are being what flooded I constantly by stimulus mm. that you don't even know you're having a physiological response to. I'm sure. And it's not just a physiological response to in that moment. Any emotion in your whole history will also light up in that moment. Oh, shit. It's like, let's say I see this color green of your glass. My gorgeous mountain valley. I mean, <laughs> oh, are they a sponsor? I'd like them to be, but I'm just <laughs> very happy that we have this gorgeous spring water here. Mm, mm -hmm. The mountain valley. Mm -hmm. So every time I see the color green, or in this moment I see the color green, every other time I've seen the color green in my whole life, and any emotion attached to that lights up simultaneously Oh, that's why you're saying moment. we are viewing it through completely different lenses because of the greens that you've seen and experienced in me too. Exactly, exactly. Wow. So <clears throat> I'm watching the news and I have an ex a flood of feelings because mm -hmm. there is no neutral experience. And let's say it's sadness. So I'm watching that TikTok video that you talked about. Every other moment in my life that I've had some flavor of sadness, 
the light of that memory turns on. Mm. And then I am not only flooded with what's in the moment, but I'm also flooded with what's in my past. And any memory, what's called a future memory, which is anything I've thought about that might happen that also made me sad will also light up. Jesus. So the past and the future flood us with what's happening in relationship to the present. No pressure. Can we put that on a t-shirt? I feel like that might be too long. <laughs> Shit. How do we how do we condense that? Oh my god. Anyways. That's so overwhelming. So and there's a power to this and and media they you just, know, engineers. They love it. They utilize this course, power to capture your attention. Of course, of course they do. Welcome mm-hmm. to what's happening in our world and how it's actually mimicking the conditions that create an addiction <clears throat> to trauma. Oh my god. It's real. So everybody actually really needs your book. I mean, I wouldn't this be mad like if they bought it. This is like a big deal. Very, mo- <laughs> no, very important is. scenario for it is. the world. I feel so, like this is such an important topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm joking about buying the book, but like it's such an important topic that we don't even know we are being emotionally manipulated mm-hmm. into, and we're being coaxed into our own addiction to drama because here's another piece of it. You watch that video, you know, and you get flooded by it. In two years' time, you won't have a strong response to it. You will have built a tolerance oh, level shit. to it. Yeah. So that video needs to get much more dramatic. It needs to have much more emotionality to it. The music has to be something else because in order to capture and maintain your attention again, it has to build above the threshold of your tolerance level. Wow. And so it takes more to feel more. and. You know, and so, and, and takes more to feel more and it takes more to capture your attention and you will go through withdrawal symptoms. <gasps> from it. So those are big emotional waves. We're not really meant to have those in our life mm. constantly. Yeah. Here and there, like someone, someone gets into a fight with us. We have a big emotional wave, but not 50,000 times a day as we're scrolling or watching the news. So that's why we seek it out more and more and more and more. We go through withdrawal <clears throat> and we seek it out. So I go back to What does the withdrawal the... feel like, look like? I mean, what is that? Boredom. Man, fucking boredom. God damn it. God damn it. I knew it was there. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it actually that feels makes sense. like an itch. You're just like, an, ugh. An uncomfortability, bored. a discomfort, like a dis-ease or a sense like something is wrong, but I can't place my finger on it. So I go out and I seek or create conditions that justify that feeling of like discomfort or dis-ease. Wow. That happen in that withdrawal and that boredom. Oh my God. Okay. You want to take the quiz? Are you addicted to drama? Let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> this is so exciting. <laughs> what I are you lo- hoping to find out? That I've become an elevated adult who's not addicted to drama anymore. I'm fine with any response or with any, you know what I mean? Yeah. However this ends, it's like... We'll, we'll still be friends. It's fine, yeah. <laughs> you might get a client. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole world's my client at yeah, this point. Yeah, literally. <laughs> or most of us, not you, not you, the listener. It's not you, you're not the problem. It's, it's us, yeah. it's me. Mm-hmm. First question. I'm told by others that I'm dramatic, overreactive, over, or overly sensitive. So the, the no. never, seldom, sometimes, frequently, always. Mm. Seldom. Seldom. Okay, I'm circling seldom and also not believing that response. Okay. It's true. No, I, I believe you. 
I do, I've been actually. very cool and calm. I've been cool as a cucumber the last couple of years. You've been cool and calm the whole time I've been here. <laughs> I've really handled the last 20 minutes with grace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> For all the, the 30 minutes I've known you, I'm so proud <laughs> Thank of you. you. So much. <laughs> Second question. After interacting with people, they say to me, wait, what just happened? Whoa, I don't know where that's coming from. Or shit, that was intense. Never, seldom, sometimes, frequently. Oh, always. nobody says that to me. Never. No. Cool. What kind of conversations are people having? I have great conversations. I love that for you. Yeah, I get. Te- I like text my friends after we talk, and I'm like, "That was a great conversation. Like, I love you so much. Like, it's wow. so nice being your friend." I've had that. Conver- I've done that like three times this week. I just, for the record, she has never texted me that. <laughs> we can change that. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. I make mountains out of molehills. My reactions are bigger than what makes sense to other people. Never. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Finally an honest response. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I crave extreme situations and sensations. That could be like pleasure, intensity. That could be climbing. That could be gossiping. No, sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. I'm telling you, me and... Should we take this as like a 20-year-old? 25-year-old me? Yeah. This would all be... Always? Yeah. Wow. Big time. Wow. All of these would have been always. That's a huge transition. I know. That's a huge healing. Literally. Yeah. This would have been... My behavior yeah. was unhinged. It was like every day living yeah. in... Yeah. Constant. You know what's interesting is like if we were taking this with your 25-year-old self, it might be actually more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, totally. oh, like you're telling the stories of like all the drama and we and we would lean into it oh, often. Yeah. It would be much more fun for this to be. I'm sorry it's so boring right now for all of you who are listening. <laughs> sorry that I've grown, done, the, done so, the work. I'm sorry you've done the work too because this would be more entertaining. <laughs> I mean, that's the messed up part about like I we're know. entertained by the drama. Mm-hmm. It gives us a sense of being alive and then we get to walk away. Yeah. Wild. All right, number five. I think about past events or conversations on a loop, reliving reliving them as if I could say something or do something different. Oh, I do that a lot. Is that like frequently, always? Frequently. Okay. And your 25-year-old self? I think about things that happened in thir- when I was in third grade. Yeah. I think about my, yeah, my mom is always, I, yes, she always <laughs> tells this story of this woman who like, like yelled at her in the Ralph's parking lot and she really wished she would have said something and she didn't. She let this woman walk all over her and I've heard about that for fucking a decade now. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> when we drop the book off at your mom's door, <laughs> why don't we reenact that moment and really let her find the completion? This is some real gestalt therapy in the house. Oh my God, take her back to the location. Take her back to the Ralph's. We don't even have to. We'll just like set up the bedroom to make it look like we'll throw in some like Grocery oh, items. Oh my and... god. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number six. I live in the past and the future rather than the present through compulsive worry, repetitive thoughts, stories, or imagining troubles in the future. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Because I try to only think about my, I try to manifest lovely things. So mm-hmm. I'm good about taking those thoughts and putting them somewhere else and replacing them with good ones. Amazing. Great strategy. It's the work. That 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 is the work. It's practice every day. It's a practice to really marinate in the good. Oh, and yeah. the pleasure. And <clears throat> I think, you know, we're we have evolutionarily we have a negative bias. Mm-hmm. We're designed to attend to why? the negative. I wonder what why God did survival. That? Oh yes. Survival. If I if something tastes really bad or is poisonous, 
it's better for me to attend to that and be more attentive totally. to that than like the good strawberries down the block. Got it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That makes total sense. Oh, I'm glad. The good strawberries. <laughs> the good strawberries. <laughs> the ones from Air Ones that are $40. Harry's Berries. Leave oh, you Harry know those. Yes. Why are they $40? I don't know. I accidentally bought them once. I did too. I know. Everybody makes that Air One mistake where you're like, <sighs> why is my... Oh, okay. Because you can get out of Air One with not that much damage. You just really have... It depends how much sea moss you're buying. <laughs> I would... <laughs> That is a or as my sister calls it, mermaid jizz. Oh, that's so funny. It is. Yeah. Can I say that live? We can uh, say anything. Oh, wow. Mermaid mm-hmm. jizz. That's really <laughs> funny. I love that for, for sea moss. I've never tried sea moss. I'm uh, not doing it. It's gross. I We did it for New Year's. <laughs> new Year, new us. New Year, new us, sea moss. <laughs> Air One, feel, feel free to take that as your new t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. The mermaid jizz is mermaid on jizz. aisle four. Yeah, I, I bought those forty dollars strawberries <clears> and then felt too shameful to like bring them back and be like, I I don't think this is okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I ate those forty dollars strawberries and had a really I would expensive. like to say they were the best I ever had because that's that's the theory of cognitive dissonance, right? Mm-hmm. Is like you pay forty dollars for a strawberry, it should you trick yourself into thinking, This is the best damn strawberry of my life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was the second best. What was the first one? I can't talk about it live. (laughs) Cool. Cool. We'll talk about it offline. We'll talk about it offline. (laughs) Number seven. I sense sense that another person or the world conspires against me, and I wonder, why me? Oh, my God. It's so funny. When I was in my 20s, I was like, the world is conspiring against me. Right. So now it's just a sometimes. Sometimes. Or you say things like, it's always something. Oh. I mean, yeah. Still sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Very free, infrequent, yeah. but sometimes. It, you know, either one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears> it's, <throat> it's um, you know, when I, I think about like. I have had someone say to me. Yeah. That I'm, that it seems like people are conspiring against you. So it's not like it doesn't live in my head. This is, I've had a couple people say that to me. Did that feel super validating? Yes. And, and wherever you Because I was like, I'm not fucking crazy. <laughs> like, there's this, like, I'm not. <laughs> But but here's the And I had a very normal person say it to me too. Like it wasn't like a it was like a it's like a calm, cool person that I Here's trust. the tricky part around self fulfilling prophecies, yeah. right? Is that we might create the conditions so that people will act that way to us and it and so we yes, we are in a place where people are conspiring against us. Mm, welcome would, yeah. to <laughs> Welcome to some drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like Oh, I just interpret it that way always. It's also I create the conditions and providing you with the information to, to do bring so. me back to the familiar. <clears throat> yeah, because that feels like home, and home feels safe regardless of how chaotic and intense that is. Oh my god! All right, I want to tell you about the underwear that I am obsessed with. Can't keep it to myself. It's too good, and I'm sure many of you know what I'm talking about. Everybody loves skims, guys. We can't we can't hide from it. We can't run away from it. It's skims or bust, especially the Fits Everybody collection. That collection has been a mainstay in my underwear drawer since before I gave birth. So think about what my body has done. And it fits because the Fits Everybody collection, especially those perfect underwear, can stretch up to twice its size without ever losing shape. So you get a perfect fit every single time. I have also been wearing the fabulous unlined demi bra. If I'm on a plane, I'm wearing 
fits everybody. If I'm waking up to have an average day and I want to feel comfortable, I'm wearing fits everybody. If I'm going to an event and want to feel comfortable and not have any lines, I'm wearing fits everybody. This stuff is fire. The collection of underwear is super lightweight. It molds to your body. The buttery soft fabric, like I said, it stretches twice its size without ever losing shape. So you get a perfect fit every time. It's available in double extra small up to 4X. I want you to believe the hype. This collection has over 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims fits everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75 at skims.com. After you place your order, be sure to let them know that I sent you. Select podcast in the survey and just press that little drop down menu that follows and click on everything is the best. Bionic harnesses science to help make shoes that bring balance to our lives. They are designed for dynamic movement so you feel energized and confident all day. Listen, if you are like me, you get dressed in the morning and like that's obviously just what you're ripping around in all day. And we're in and out of the cars. We're walking around. A lot of us have kids. We're picking up the kid. Our backs hurt. Does your back hurt? My back hurts. Am I in my entering old lady era? Maybe. But it's also because I never wear shoes. And I got Vionic. My mom (laughs) stole them for me. So I had to get a second pair. And now we just, we're gals that feel good from top to bottom. Because that is really the whole point of Vionic. They have this exclusive Vio motion technology that aligns and balances the whole you feet first. The brand was created by scientists who have proven the notion that balance begins with our feet and moves through our body. When we're in balance in our body, we can be in balance in our lives. Also, like the shoes that my mom have are these really cute little like leopard loafers. And I actually think they're like on top of making her feel so good because she and I both kind of have like bad back problems at the moment. Um, she looks adorable. It's just to die for. And being able to walk around in something that's giving you that much support all day. I mean, my chiro, I, let me tell you something. I don't see my chiropractor as much as I used to. Isn't that crazy? I feel good. I'm feeling good. If you want to use code best at checkout, you're going to get free shipping at bionicshoes.com. That is V I O N I C shoes.com. We're getting cute shoes. We're getting our feet aligned. We're getting our whole body aligned. We're feeling good. Number eight. <laughs> how are any of us functioning? I'm. How are you functioning? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, this is so crazy. I mean, are we functioning? Thanks. Who knows? Are we in the matrix? Hopefully. Oh, God. All right. Number eight. I get consumed by social media and comparing myself to others. Sometimes. Sometimes. I try really not to do that. What's your, what's your tactics? What's your tools? That I probably, I can't imagine what people see when they look at my Instagram, that my life is curated in a way that looks super perfect. And that's probably triggering to other people. Yeah. And that it's literally just like a, like Instagram is a glossy magazine. Uh, yeah. I I need to remember that the whole thing is like an ad, like even if it's not, you know what I mean? That's what we are choosing to present ourselves as. Yeah. It it takes a real skill set to remember that everyone is presenting their social avatar. Yeah. And the further away... There's these great studies that demonstrate the further away you are, you, the actual person from your social avatar, the greater likelihood of depression. Oh, my God. Because we're living in a dissonant world. Yeah, totally. We're not in our authentic self. And that leads to 
depression. Yeah. No, I mean, I made breakfast in my robe on Instagram this morning, so I feel like it's a very honest depiction. But I do think, like, regardless, it's just snippets of somebody's life. It's just snippets. Yeah. Like, you don't see all the, like, the failed tapings. No. I also know so many people who are seem like they just have absolutely everything who are going through so much or have gone through or are not fulfilled and not happy. And so I have to just check myself with, like, this is just a flat thing. Yeah. Curated life is not actually the life. Yeah. Or their life. Yeah. Number nine, I get caught up in my emotions and I feel drained afterwards. No. Okay. Never? Like. Seldom. I'm trying to think of the last time that happened. What we're talking about kind of is is another way of saying withdrawal symptoms. Like we have a big spike of feelings. Yeah, yeah. I just try to avoid them at all times, especially since my PCOS. (laughs) Well, yeah. I try to avoid (laughs) these giant spikes, you know, these big. I try to do it with my husband if we fight in the morning. like. We got into like a little tiff about work stuff today yeah. and I was like, this is not how we can start. And instead of yeah. when he walked off, usually then I would I would be like, oh my God, we're fighting. This is, we're always going to fight. This is never going to... You catastrophize And it I make it this whole yeah. thing. And yeah. then I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. And I like put on music and I like continued my good morning and I went upstairs and I kissed him like nothing had happened and I made him laugh. And then he was like, you drive me crazy. And then we laughed about it. And then the morning continued fabulously. Amazing. But it was work to do that. That's like, and I, and so these things have happened a lot since I entered into like an adult relationship Yeah. because I want to, I want to be with him forever. Yeah. You know? And so my behavior needs to adjust. Yeah. Well, your the your like barometer, thermometer of emotional response, like the intensity, like I imagine, like maybe when you were twenties, like when I was and younger, that to be sad meant I had to be at a twelve. Oh, or God! Anger was always at a twelve. It was never like a three or a two. It was never just a small little wave of no, feeling. No, it was bad. And when we yeah. would get in fights when we first started dating, I would cry and I would be like, "Oh my God, this is of course this is happening." And we're gonna now. And now I bet you hate me. And, and he would be like, "What? what? Where what, did you what just, just happened?" Yeah, he was like, "You just went to yeah. a whole other weird thing." Yeah. But that's like that's very a, probably like just like my dad trauma. Yeah, and, and part of the trauma responses, like, again, like, whoa, what just happened? How do we get from zero to 100? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's in the blink of an eye that's impossible to track yeah. because it's all happening internally for them in their reality, for those who are addicted to trauma, and it's impossible to track on the outside. Mm, so sad. It is sad. Makes me sad for people. Makes me sad for us Makes in our 20s. Makes me sad for me in my 20s. God, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Number 10. I recall this, I retell the same emotional story to different audiences so I can vent continuously. I mean, you do have a podcast. I don't do that. <laughs> I'm I do. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I, I'm thinking because I just, I have, I know someone who just fucking does that all the time and I always notice it and I'm like, damn dog, you're telling that story to that person so you can get, a, I was like, you're searching for the response that you want. Oh yeah. And you, and you modify the story just mm-hmm. enough for the audience to make sure you, that they throw some type of log on your fire. I do that sometimes. Oh. Sometimes. So okay. I'll, I'll do seldom. Sorry, I didn't know that there was an in-between. Of course you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seldom, seldom. Seldom, seldom. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I become reactive. This is number 11. There's two more. If, if you're having a moment at home, we're like, how many how more? more? Okay. Oh, God. In the book, it's longer. It's like three times as long. Oh, cool. Yeah. Number 11. I become reactive or go from zero to 100 very quickly. Sometimes. Sometimes. But not not today. 
Mm-mm. Yeah. I was today. It was cool as cucumber, baby. You rocked it. I'm not gonna let my cortisol spike. I want to get pregnant at some point again, and I'm mm. keeping my hormones level, baby. I love you. I love your hormones level. Just trying to keep. I always say that to my husband. I'm like, don't disrupt my fucking hormones. <laughs> <laughs> you want another baby? We got to keep it chill around here. I mean, yes. <laughs> just, just yes. Yeah, just yes. Are cucumbers cool? Mine are always in the refrigerator. They're always in the refrigerator. Wow. Okay. (laughs) That makes more sense to me now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Number 12. I feel a sense of unease or agitation. I feel restless or overwhelmed by other people, events, relationships, or the world. Oh, never. Never. Not anymore. No, I live my life. Beautiful. All right. Let me do the math. Cool. I actually have to do it in my head. It's so cool. You can do math in your head. Thank that's you. insane to me. That would never happen. Really? Five plus five. Well, that's, I mean, you I did it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> okay. All right. You're kind of on the cusp. Cool. I figured. Like of, of like Aquarius and whatever comes after that. <laughs> I am a Scorpio, so oh. the drama does make sense. Oh. Mm-hmm. I dated a Scorpio once. Good sex. Sorry, what? Good sex. No. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Scorpios are usually like such sexual creatures. Oh. Wrong Scorpio. Wrong Scorpio. (laughs) It was the wrong Scorpio. All right. You are somewhere between the drama dabbler. Ooh, a little dabble. And oh, you know the drama and the drama knows you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we could read the description, but essentially I think you know the description. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That that tracks. Yeah, I mean, you're you're no longer a drama aficionado. No, I was. Oh my god. Oh, uh, you rock that drama aficionado ness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just letting all that trauma unleash on New York City. Uh, you lived in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's Isn't, a great place to a, be addicted to drama. It is. I think it is the place to be addicted to drama. I think a lot of people probably go there because they're addicted to the drums. I mean, that. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know why that tickled me, but it it tickled me. (laughs) Well, you know that my focus the last couple of years has really been on my metabolic and hormone health. And that's why I have included Armora Colostrum in my health and wellness journey. Armora Colostrum strengthens your gut barrier and combats inflammation to guard against the toxins, chemicals, and pollutants that negatively impact your metabolism. Their bioactives enhance nutrient absorption, optimize sleep, help stabilize blood sugar levels, and support metabolic hormones. There's just nothing that this stuff doesn't do. Armour's adaptogenic properties uniquely buffer against the damaging effects of stress and cortisol for balanced hormones and cellular protection throughout your body and brain. It fortifies your whole body microbiome to promote healthy hormone production, helps with resilient cognition, balanced mood, sustains energy and focus, restorative sleep, optimized and stabilized sex hormones. I mean, my God, I take this stuff every day. It's a little powder. I add it to my smoothies. If I don't add it to my smoothies, I add it to my matcha. There's a blood orange flavor that I love. There's also an unflavored powder that you can add to any drink. Just make sure it's not warm. You can add it to any drink in your cruising. And you're just going to live your life optimized. It helps with inflammation to reduce puffiness in the face and neck. My skin is glowing. I swear it stimulates stem cells 
to reactive collagen production. So I swear, like my wrinkles are getting less. I just, I feel like I'm, I'm aging backwards. Visit tryarma.com slash best and use code best to check out for 15% off your first purchase. That is tryarma.com slash best and use code best for 15% off your first order. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworkers promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated and there are so many hush hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, the frequency of New York never lets you rest. Mm -mm. So you get to always stay in some level of chaos and and unrest. And And it, for most of us, at some point, in New York, felt like feels like home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just back there last week after being gone for a year, and I was like, "Oh, how did I do that? That was exhausting." How did I do that? Mm-hmm. It was fun for like a day, just like someone addicted to drama can be fun for an hour or two. Yeah, you know, they're like the they can be like fun at parties and 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 really entertaining. Mm. I mean, it's of not course. to say most of the entertainment industry is addicted to drama, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, but then it it does it gets exhausting. I mean, 20 years I was in New York and I was oh, tired oh, wow. all the time. I only made it to like nine. Oh, so you weren't really a New Yorker. You no, missed no. that 10 year mark. Yeah. You didn't get your chip. I didn't get my chip. No. You, it's okay. I have two of them because it was 20 <laughs> years. I, I'm, I'm open to sharing. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, but it fueled me. And even when I go yeah. back, I love it. Like my husband, yeah. when we're there, it's so funny. He'll be like, let's go back to the hotel and like relax for a second. And I'm like, <laughs> like the, I'm like, you're joking. I guess I'm just like, there's so many more people we can see. Yeah. Why would you go inside? That's yeah. insane. We're here. Yeah. Every second needs to be filled with so much. Yeah. And he just like, he's like, get me out of here. And I'm just like, where are we going next? Like, I'll be, I would go to work in yeah. the morning and like not get home until like 4 a.m. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And it just supports Four was that. like an early night for me too, you oh, know? Especially oh, wow. in your 20s. You're like, because like bars close at three, then there's always something else happening, you know? The after after party. Yeah. The Ooh. artist party, the loft party. Where's the loft? Where is the loft? <laughs> <laughs> what random famous person's loft are we going to? Andy Warhol's. Yeah. Oh, the amount of times you and I ended up there <laughs> together. Oof. Oof. What are those? Uh, what are some... I want to give our audience, I want to end this with some practices that people can do yeah. on a daily basis. Like, what is even your, like, I'd love to know a little bit about maybe the, perhaps like what your morning routine is. And then like mm-hmm. a couple of the things that you show on your Instagram, which we will link and everyone should look at because it's a great, if you are scrolling, there are great <laughs> reminders in there. You know, it's a good thing to see in your feed. Yeah. And there are some amazing, like physical practices, practices in there yeah. that are really cool. Yeah. So I like to start my morning with a little primal screaming. (laughs) (laughs) And then I troll. I just troll the trollers. I just wake up and see whatever stress I can create for myself. That's what I do. And then I mobilize it. (laughs) I look at Instagram. I have all my notifications on. I check all of them. I look at Daily Mail. Oh. This morning my husband said, why do you read the sad news in the morning? Where's your husband from? Italy. Say that again. 
<laughs> what me saying Italy? No, no, the accent. Uh, no, it's adorable. It's adorable. Yeah. Oh, now I want to see him fight, like oh, in a sweet Italian accent. It's really, really bad. Oh, it's bad. No, it's just funny. It's just it's like cute. He's mad and it's cute, and then I'm oh, like, yeah. that's the worst. But it's he's like has crazy. You know, he's just like a passionate person. So yeah. like little things will. And then two seconds later, he's fine. The whole, it's yeah. just like a little, like yeah. watching a movie unfold all the time. That's, that's really sweet. Yeah, it's really cute. That country as a whole yeah. is addicted to drama. I just want to be very clear. <laughs> I did not say that. And when people write into me all the time and they're like, can you bring all your books to X, Y, and Z country, yeah. like Israel or yeah. Germany? Or, and I'm like, I am, I am not taking the bait. <laughs> I will not take the bait, and yes, I will send them. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, thinking about it, really, like they, the way that their days are structured are to relax, be grounded, calm the, down. Yeah, the I siesta mean, in the middle of the day. Right? Yeah, it's like you know, coffee break, long lunch, coffee break, leave yeah. work early. I mean, they are really, you know, it's it's blue zony over there, right? There, they they there don't might be one overwork. or two big gestures along yeah, the a way. A lot, a lot of big gestures. But there is a lot of that's why you see the people there that are, yeah. you know, more content and live yeah. these like longer lives is like they're really community driven, they're community based. It's a different Yeah. A lot of other things happening that are very good. So I take it back Italy. And then when they come to the United States? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> what happens then? Yeah. It's sad. So my morning routine varies. I'm actually checking in with what I need as opposed mm. to some ritualized form that because I would the, do Because if you repeatedly. don't hit the ritual, then sometimes that can cause a meltdown. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for me, one of the things that's massively changed since I really deepened my practices, and I'll, and I'll explain some of my practices that are not primal screaming, but it is actually, you know, not primal screaming, but I've done a lot of work to make sure that I go back, I feel where that tension is, that stress that's being held in my body. And, the, and you know, because it will lead me down into the path where the trauma is or, mm. the, or the unprocessed stress. And I do, I move a lot from that. So I locate it and then I find sort of that held tension or energy. And I just find whether it's running or whether it's dancing mm -hmm. or whether it's shaking practices, releasing it because it never got a chance because it wasn't safe enough, there wasn't enough time or mm. resources or permission to release and, and release it now. Because it's like, you know, all that compounded stressors, all that compounded trauma, there's no room for me. There's no room to respond and adapt because I'm filled to the brim with all that totally. other stuff. Yeah. So I need to empty the glass. And when I have an empty glass, I'm much more resilient. And that's that's my experience now. It's like you know, big things will come at me, stressors, and I'll be like, okay. Cool. And it, it's, it always surprises me still because I'm like, oh, I used to thrive on that. Mm -hmm. I used to pull that in. Why is and this happening? Oh my God, yeah. call everyone you know, call, talk about it, drama, yeah, gossip about it, like retell the story of it over and over. Yeah, everything. I used to milk it. I used to, and I used to, that was a phrase I used to, to call when I was like, oh, I'm, I'm revving myself up and then milking it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, it's not good milk. I'll tell you that it's 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 toxic. But I've milk. had that feeling like I something happened yeah. to me the other day, and I had such an urge 
to call someone and talk about it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. This is not information that I want. It was like something that happened to to me too. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I was like this type of, this is the type of information that makes me vulnerable. Yeah. It doesn't need to be shared that yeah. I'm actualizing it. Yeah. I'm going to keep that. I was so crazy. I was like, who could I? And then I was like, I don't need to call. Also what we do a lot, we call people yeah. and unload on them. Yeah. And I don't need to do that to someone in the middle of the day. No, because they're receiving our stress. My friend Hillary is so good at that. It pisses me off. If I call her and I'll be like, blah, 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 she'll go, babe, I'm having a good day. Like, I'm not available for this and will hang up on me. Great boundaries. It's amazing. Now, if she calls me, she'll she go, she'll say, this is kind of, I have like some, can I unload on you? Like, are you in a place where I can yeah, unload on consent. you right now? And she always does. And that has made me so much more aware of that. Yeah. So even asking someone, hey, do you do you have the space to, to like hold my processing? Mm -hmm. And by the way, you can also ask someone, if I feel like I'm in a loop where I'm not actually mobilizing, processing, breaking down the feelings that are happening, or if, tell me, because then it means I'm just revving myself up and keeping myself in the drama. Yep. Like have people mm -hmm. give you that checkpoint. Mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely helpful because mm -hmm. You know, the friends that I had who did that probably saved my life. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, or therapists who are like, oh, this story feels familiar. Mm. I think you just told it five minutes ago. Oh, God. Just in a different way. Yeah, yeah. You know, or sometimes when a friend calls me and I feel like they're venting, I'm like, oh, they're not, they're not processing. They're in dramatic narrative as opposed to reflective narrative. Oh. And reflective narrative sounds like I'm feeling this. And right now what I need is mm -hmm. dot, 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 where dramatic narrative is like he said, and then she said, and then this happened and then that happened. And you can hear it in my voice and the intensity and like, I don't have any pause. Sorry, folks. I, rem pause. I remember doing that. I mean, I yeah. remember so many times where I would be in my car and I would get all, it's just, and in my telling the story and telling my, and my cortisol is just like, yeah. cause you're just like going off on something. Did you ever play music that like would amp it up? Oh yeah, of course. Such a brilliant drama device. Yes. Or I recently drama device. Drama device. I, I recently um, became more honest about this. Like as as a kid, and even as a, a, an adult up until last week, <laughs> like like I'm walking down the street and I'm having an emotion, and instead of just being present with my emotion, I'll pretend like what, I'll, and I'll even put it on maybe if if I'm listening to music, but I'll pretend like the sound score. Like I'm in a movie yeah, and there's yeah. a sound score yeah, supporting my emotions and uh -huh. everyone's watching me go through it. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, wow. That's everyone walking down the street in New York City. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like living their life as though they're being witnessed inside of a movie. Absolutely. So Thank funny. you for validating that. <laughs> Thank you for normalizing my drama. So yeah, so my, my practice daily varies, but sometimes it's, you know, shaking it some a lot of things just move through what do you mean because you said so it's shaking yeah it's literally like oh yeah I moving your arms moving your legs moving mm -hmm. your shoulders releasing that hell like what energy. athletes do right before yeah it's what animals do after a trauma experience they oh, shake wow. it cool. i mean it's such a primal process like if you watch videos of like um this is a little trigger warning if a tiger is chasing a rabbit. Yeah. I don't actually know if tigers chase rabbits, but if, if the rabbit got into the tiger cage at the zoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would. And so, so that, you know, like then you'll see like an animal, like a rabbit or whatever, fall over, it'll fawn its, you know, like it will go into a freeze response and like, and then the tiger's not so interested in it because there isn't the chase because oh. the tiger's addicted to drama, loves the chase. Oh, wow. 
And then the tiger goes away and the rabbit, you'll see, you'll see animals do this. They'll, it'll take about 30 seconds to a minute. They'll come out of the deep freeze response and they'll shake it off. off. They have to shake off all that stress response, all that cortisol in order to complete the oh, stress yeah, I response. I had a doctor tell me to use the tr- my trample, that like yeah, jumping on a trampoline is really good for releasing excess cortisol. Yeah, you gotta tap into the actual yeah, tension and stuff. Like, it's yeah. not like just doing the movement for yeah. doing the movement. But cool. yeah. yeah, I love that. So yeah, I jump on a trampoline every day. <laughs> while listening to something, so I'm, not, I'm avoiding, <laughs> yeah, avoiding actually dealing with the drama at all. <laughs> Uh-huh. What else? Oh, I med- do you do meditation or anything? Yeah, you know. Or do we love to medi? Do we love to medi? I, I would love a met. Yeah, love a medi. Yes, yeah, sometimes. You know, I, I meditated a lot in my twenties, and um, when I was discovering my own propensity for drama, I t- was talking to a therapist, and I was, I was like, yeah, maybe I keep hooking myself into like things that create more suffering for me, like. But I don't think so because I meditate for an hour every day and I do yoga every day. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just pauses and she goes, meditation and yoga, what a beautiful place to hide. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it changed my life because I noticed like all these ways I was still avoiding myself by doing the action of something Mm -hmm. that was supposedly good for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at some level probably was good for me, but I was, I was you know, saying I couldn't possibly be addicted to drama because I, I do, do wellness. Yeah. I drink a green juice every day. Therefore I could never be a toxic asshole. Yeah, totally. You know, mm-hmm. cause they never go hand in hand. Yeah, of course not. No, never. And if you drink green juices at home, doesn't mean you're an asshole. <laughs> I just want to be very clear about that. I was though. Yeah. So I uh, like the idea yeah. of not having, you know, I think we're all very pushed to have this like elaborate morning routine mm-hmm. that we do every day, journaling and this and that. And yeah. I like that you're just like, what do you need that day? What do you need? Yeah. What are you hungry for? Mm-hmm. Like what what would give you the the space, the permission, the the witnessing that you need to support you through the day? I love that. And it's it's just not as much yeah, we might need to start with ritual because we don't have the access point to ask ourselves that mm-hmm. or the ability to listen and answer, but that our practice is leading us to be able to ask that and hear the response. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Say hi to your mom for me. I will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.